Welcome to the new Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Two Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Audrey Barria and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Barria. Thank you so much for joining us today on Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. Dr. Baria joins us, and we're delighted to have her on board. She's been part of the WellMed family for nearly six years. She's a provider at the WellMed at 9th Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. She had an interest in medicine from really growing up as a young child, attended Ross University School of Medicine in Portsmouth, Dominica, where she earned her medical degree, completed her residency and an OBGYN fellowship at St. Mary Hospital in Hoboken, New Jersey. And Dr. Barry is board certified in family medicine, which she loves. And Dr. Barry, it is great to see you. We see each other on Zoom, while folks who listen to us on the radio don't have the pleasure of seeing your smiling face. But let me ask you, when we take up the topic as we are today of PTSD, uh, have you seen that in some of your patients, some of those who may have served in Vietnam, who may have served in the Gulf War. Absolutely, Ron, and thank you for that delightful introduction. I do see, I would say, a fair amount of people that have suffered from or still are from PTSD, and getting them the crucial help that they need has become a priority for me. And do they know they have a problem? Sometimes they do. Other times it manifests and they have no idea what's happening. Well, let's bring in another expert to deal with this topic, Dr. Brian Masterson. He currently serves as a senior behavioral health medical director for United Health Group Optum. He oversees the behavioral aspects of Medicaid programs, serves as the behavioral health consultant for United Health Group, and serves as care engagement team. He earned his doctorate of medicine at Harvard University Medical School received his master's in public health from the University of Texas and a master's in strategic studies from the National Defense University and completed a combined residency in internal medicine and psychiatry from the University of Iowa in an aerospace medicine residency from the United States Air Force School of Aerospace Medicine. He is board certified in both internal medicine and psychiatry. And Dr. Masterson, it is great to have you on Two Docs in a Pod. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, participate. What sparked your interest in PTSD? Well, it's uh, it's been very interesting uh, throughout my my career, and and especially starting you know well before even college. But during college, uh, I had the opportunity to kind of see how people reacted to uh, stressful situations. Uh, uh, at uh, the United States Air Force Academy, we actually had to go through uh, POW training and watching how people reacted to uh, that type of environment and the way they reacted uh, was very kind of uh, important to, to me, even when I was an undergrad. Uh, then I had the opportunity to uh, really get the experience uh, in medical school, uh, dealing with uh, chronic illness, sickness, uh, how people perceive uh, their sense of well-being associated with uh, life-threatening illnesses. And even though I initially was planning on being a surgeon, I was more intrigued by how people uh, reacted to uh, serious medical illnesses. 
And then over the course of my time uh, with the military, being involved with disaster response, disaster preparedness, uh, understanding how the demand for services were needed to actually improve and help people deal with various serious uh, issues and and, uh, experiences. It's interesting. I started out with what commonly people think of PTSD as military service related, but the reality is, take a look at uh, the recent tragedy in uh, Uvalde, Texas, uh, where 21 people are gunned down. Uh, Those who were the first responders, those who live in that community, those who were were related to or, or knew what happened, they run the risk of PTSD as well, do they not? Oh, that's that's exactly right. I mean, I had the opportunity to work with the San Antonio Police Department and San Antonio firefighters um, and and working with those communities. Uh, they have it much more uh, day in, day out type of experience. Uh, uh, you know, in, in Vietnam, people often talk about hours and days of boredom, uh, ex, you know, accentuated by moments of, of sheer terror. Um, our police forces and our firefighters, our first responders, have this uh, exposure to it much more uh, frequently and much more intently than than sometimes even the military members. And so, uh, but we've put so much emphasis on the military focus that we sometimes uh, I feel have have left the uh, the police and firefighters, first responders out. And on top of it, you know, as you you articulated, you know, let's remove this stigma. And our police and fire, you know, many of them felt that they couldn't talk about this because of the, the issue of they're supposed to be perceived in a certain way in our society. Well, for the longest time, if you're in the military uh, and you went for mental health counseling, it was a ding on your career. That, that's correct. And, and over and over again, I saw this uh, personally, you know, not only as, as, as a psychiatrist in the military, but also as a commander. And, uh, you know, just the perception of, of uh you know, when I would tell somebody as a commander, uh, I think you need some help. I think you need some coaching. And, and, and because I was a commander, some of these people felt that that was a command directed evaluation that was needed. And it's kind of like, you have to be very careful about how this is perceived in our, in our society. And, and uh, that was particularly a real eye-opening experience as, as a commander uh, is to uh, even me suggesting it. And then on top of it, if I had one of my, my troops go to, to see a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist would, would think that, okay, this is a command directed because Dr. Masterson told him to come and do this. But no, it wasn't. It was a suggestion. Uh, and then likewise, if they did a program like at Wilford Hall, where we had tra- residents, uh, the residents would perceive that. And then they'd come back to me and say, I, I want to staff this with you. I said, no, you can't staff this with me because I'm a commander. Okay, and so it was very interesting, the nuance of not only being a commander in the military, but also being a psychiatrist who's a commander. Stay with me Uh, just a minute. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Two Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barry. And we're talking on our Two Docs in a Pod hotline with Dr. Brian Masterson. We're talking about uh, PTSD, how it affects patients, how it affects caregivers, how it affects society as a whole. And I think uh, as we listen to this, Audrey, what are, what are your thoughts? You know, um, I have firsthand experience of being in a situation where PTSD was very prevalent, and uh, I'm referring to 9-11. I happened to be in New York City at the time that the towers went down, and I had my faculty position at that time at Beth Israel in downtown New York City, so very close to the actual site. And um I had gone down there with some of my colleagues because our first 
inclination being physicians was we've got to be able to do something and help somebody somewhere. And we were helping the first responders when we set up our triage center at Stuyvesant High School. And um, there were no survivors that we were helping. If anybody was even remotely surviving, they were taken to one of the area hospitals. The second day we went back down to the site again. And um, after that, I couldn't go down to the site of the World Trade Centers. I years went by before I could make myself go back down there. So firsthand experience, I don't know if you want to classify it as PTSD or not, but just having been there for the first two days and seeing the devastation and just kept thinking that this is a movie set. It's going to, you know, somebody's going to call cut at any second and everything's going to go back to normal. And that was my experience with it. So do you still dream about it? I, you know, I have triggers like when I still haven't been to the Freedom Tower, my husband and my daughter went up there and everything. I have not been able to, I've walked around it, but haven't physically been in the building. And one of my charge nurses at my office back in New York City, she lost her brother because he worked at Windows on the World, the restaurant that was on the top floor uh, wow. of the towers. And um, they never recovered his body but he was one of the shoe chefs. So he had, he had to go in early. So that's how she knew that he was there. Um, and some friends, some friends that lived in Jersey that would commute in to the World Trade Centers because that's where their offices were located. I can get you an appointment with Dr. Masterson if you'd like. <laughs> Brian, as you listen to this, what a great example of how PTSD can be everywhere. Exactly. I mean, you know, and, and and thank you for sharing. You know, that is is very powerful, and and I I can still hear that in your voice, and I can yes. still sense that uh, that uh, that you're experiencing, and and it is very powerful to understand that that uh, we are influenced by the things we experience in our lives, and they will will you know affect the way we perceive things and look at things and and the way we interact and 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 learning how to deal with that uh, and if we aren't talking about this and opening up about this it, it really is uh not being addressed and and on the one side we have to be very very careful about how we talk about it how we present it because we do know that you know you have to be very very sensitive to how that is shared, when it is shared, with whom it's shared, uh, because what happens is people start to incorporate other people's story into their life story. So we have to be very, very careful, especially with like children. Children, you know, they're they're in particular want to want to uh, when we ask questions, they want to get the answer right. They want to make sure that when they're responding to an adult who might be an authority figure, they want to make sure that sh they're answering the question right. And so you can actually unintentionally reinforce or create, you know, thoughts and feelings and emotions uh, unintentionally. And that's really why we have to be very, very careful about how we talk about it, when we talk about it, and to whom we talk about it. Uh, and, and I think that this is very important to, to have that discussion that it has to be talked about, it has to be worked through. Uh, and yet, uh, if you don't uh, do it in such a way, it can actually be very destructive. And so what we want is for people to understand that you know, trauma occurs, how do we turn it from a, a disorder where we go down maladaptive behaviors that lead to our, you know, our, 
our decline versus how do we use it as an opportunity to grow and understand and really uh, understand how to share that so that other people grow through the experiences that they've, they've experienced. We're going to continue the discussion in just a moment. We want to thank you, Andre, for sharing that uh, incredible experience that you had. I had no idea. And as Brian said, I can still hear it in your voice. If you're listening to us, you're listening to Two Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria, and our guest, Dr. Brian Masterson. Stick with us right here on Two Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection, too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality health care with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. Thank you for sticking with us right here. I'm Two Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria, talking with Dr. Brian Masterson, a psychiatrist, a former Navy command, former commander in the United States Air Force, and somebody who has had tremendous experience dealing with issues involved with PTSD. And uh, off the air, uh, you shared with us, Dr. Masterson. We had just heard uh, uh, Dr. Barria sharing with us her experience with 911. You, too, had an amazing experience dealing with firefighters who responded to that disaster. Yeah, that was uh, it was a very powerful moment. I mean, we were uh, we were actually get, getting ready to do an exercise in San Antonio with my team, which was the Medical Rapid Response Force. Um, and we were able to be deployed uh, from San Antonio up to McGuire Air Force Base, just outside New York City. And, and we were standing up an emergency medical response there. And, uh, and so we got uh, on the ground at McGuire the, the next day, early the next day. And, and as I was coming off the plane, uh, a number of colleagues, you know, small world, uh, connected the California director who had flown her team in uh, from California. Many of them were firefighters, you know, that had just come out of the wildfires in California at that time. And uh, so we were talking and she said, you know, my, my team is having a real tough time. Uh, could you talk to them? And so, um, you know, after we started getting things set up, uh, they all met. We There's this huge oak tree outside base ops at uh, McGuire Air Force Base. And we just pulled up a piece of ground and everybody sat down on the grass and they started talking about, you know, what they were experiencing and and some of the senses that they were having with le- having to leave California, but then coming to this this catastrophe in New York City. And, and just it, it brought up a lot of emotions for them. And so uh, you never know when it's going to strike you. You never know, you know, like like Avi says, that uh, um, that these things strike you, uh, something will happen. Yeah. There'll be a trigger, whether it be, you know, a sight, a sound, but one of the more uh, striking ones is actually smell. Smell is probably one of the strongest incentives or triggers for, for emotionals, uh, related to this. And, and I don't know if Dr. Barry, you want to talk about, have you ever had that sense of, of a smell? Well, she's that shaking really her triggers? head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like that smell of, something burning and plastic and paper. And you know, the other thing, sight as well, when I see papers with the singed edges, 
because that was strewn all over the streets the closer we got to um, the World Trade Centers. And wow. the fine powder that everything was coated, the cars, the streets, that kind of stuff. It just, it's, um, it's quite remarkable, actually, that those little things that you don't think about, but just can trigger you. Dr. Masterson, I want to talk a little bit about uh, once you've identified someone uh, who has PTSD, uh, the kind of help they can get, the kind of treatment they can get. Uh, Several years ago, sharing a personal story, I was executive director of the Rape Crisis Center here in uh, San Antonio. In fact, the first male to run a rape crisis center. And one of our therapists, who also was in the military reserves, uh, came across back then what seemed to be a new treatment called EMDR, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And she asked if uh, I could fund training for her folks uh, to try that with uh, victims of sexual assault. We did the training. She tried it, and it seemed to work miracles with many uh, of the victims who were trying to recover from that incredible insult to a, to a human being. Uh, is that still a treatment used today? Yeah, we still use that. We use uh, multiple treatments. They're all based on uh, a form of what we call cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, where you you understand the cognitions, the thought process, and then you do behavioral integrations and activities that sometimes can actually be used to actually help to improve the what I call the response ability. Okay, is is our ability to respond to say say a trigger. And how do we respond to it? Uh, I think that that's really uh, important is that understanding how we relook at that, how do we reform that? How do we then say objectively, you know, there's subjective feelings, but then also objectively what is going on here? And that understanding that it's not that we're getting ourselves into a dangerous situation. It's just that when we build off of our previous experience, we're very tentative in, in future uh, activities and responses. And so someone who presents with what might be the symptoms of PTSD, uh, what's the approach in uh, trying to alleviate their challenges? Well, I think that, that uh, there's a number of things that we do. I mean, um, as, a, as a physician, I try to make sure that we're actually dealing with the different aspects, what they're feeling, what they're uh, experiencing how they're reacting. Um, Sometimes we use medications. We use the medications in order to calm the mind in order to learn new ways of dealing with a stimulus, you know, with what that stimulus may be triggering and how to interpret that and saying, how do I relearn this? And how do I take some of the subjective charge out of it and make it an objective that I am moving from uh, past experiences to what's my future projects? What am I doing to improve my mental well-being? And so I think that that's really important. And so different people will respond to different forms of therapy, uh, but you also want to make sure that you're enhancing that ability. And so sometimes we will use medications as well to augment the therapy that we're doing. So it's important to kind of see what are the different tools. And here again, you know, uh, understanding our diet, understanding our exercise, understanding our sleep cycles. Uh, those are all very important aspects about how do we deal with uh, the stress? Because it is important to recognize that uh, our ability to respond is influenced by our capacity to respond. And I often talk about self-control 
in any situation is an exhaustible resource, okay? So when we start off our day, we're doing pretty good. We're able to control things. But as the day wears on and we get constantly worn down, by the end of the day, sometimes our fuse is a little shorter. And so it is important to say, how do we recharge? And so some of these things are also incorporated into our mental well-being in order to tolerate the experiences that we've had in the past. Now, I know one of the challenges uh, historically has been to provide through health insurance the kind of help one needs for mental health uh, support. Uh, is that getting better these days? Is a company like Optum or United Healthcare or Aetna or any of the others doing a better job of providing the help people need? From our standpoint and what we've done, and, and you know, re, you know, this is Brian Masterson speaking. This is the general disclaimer right. that I, I do not speak for the company as far as our uh, Optum Behavioral Health or United Health Group. But this is as, as a clinician, uh, we are becoming more active in encouraging those, those services. And here again, uh, you know, whether you get them through uh, face-to-face, whether we're using the, the new technology with telemedicine and, and the different uh, applications that we're doing, uh, you know, those are all what our company has been doing to actually help uh, it improve the access to, to things that will help the person deal with or grow through uh, uh, traumatic uh, events in their lives. It's interesting what we talk about the cost of healthcare and uh, arguably, and I think it's incontrovertible, if you can provide that kind of mental health counseling, it, it cuts down on the overall costs that patient is going to bring to the mental health system and the medical system. That is exactly true. Uh, many people uh, will go to uh, through multiple evaluations uh, medically. Uh, and personally, as a, as a clinician in both medicine and psychiatry, I've seen that happen quite a, a bit where people have unexplained medical issues, unexplained neurologic issues, unexplained, you know, GI issues, heart problems, lung problems. And a lot of times they go through extensive workups and evaluation. Um, and, and then what happens is we eventually stumble on it or the patient eventually is comfortable enough talking about it to where we really address what is driving that. Uh, when I first started my medicine practice, a number of patients would come in with these long lists of, of, of ailments. And, and then they realized I was not only an internist, but a psychiatrist. And they said, can I talk to you about something else? <laughs> and they want to talk to me about their, their teenage son that's driving them crazy or, you know, some of their experiences in life. And it was really interesting to see that long list that they initially came in to see me with really actually eventually shrunk to where they had hypertension or blood pressure problem, or they might not even had a medical issue. You've been um, listening into my exam room conversations with my PCP, right? Yeah. So it's very important to recognize that. And, and, you know, one of the things that I usually talk to people about is that we also have what's called an enteric nervous system in our society. We do not want to express our emotional dis- discontent. We don't want to express our emotional stress. So what do we do? We give it a somatic issue. So we often hear about this, right? Do you have butterflies in your stomach? What does that mean? Well, I'm anxious, okay? Do you have a broken heart? Okay, what does that mean? You're sad, you're depressed. Do you have shortness of breath? I mean, you take my breath away. I mean, these are some of the phrases that we use in our society to express our emotional discontent in a bodily function. Interesting. And I think, Dr. Barra, you are probably very sensitive to those issues as a PCP. 
Absolutely. I, you know, what this, the things that Dr. Masterson was saying was bringing to the forefront for me was that when people say hello to each other and say, hey, how are you doing? Everybody's stock answer is, oh, I'm fine. You know, and then we just move on because we don't like to put our emotions out there and be vulnerable, right? Because that shows a soft white underbelly that we're all trying to hide from each other. So if we could be more balanced as far as our, our mental well-being is concerned and be more open and honest with each other, that I think would bring us a little bit closer to achieving balance, if you will. Um, and as Dr. Masterson was saying, that we give names to our emotional discontent and um, they're all somatic. And how do we break that cycle? I guess this is trying to make that move forward of breaking the cycle. Well, unfortunately, we are flat out of time. Brian, we, we could go on for another three hours or four. Uh, can we invite you back at some point and continue this discussion? Sure. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate what you guys are doing to make sure that people are aware of the the need to talk about their their emotional issues uh, with their providers or with the you know somebody that they trust. Perfect. Dr. Brian Masterson, thank you so much. On behalf of Dr. Audrey Baria, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us on Two Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Two Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Two Docs in a Pod with Dr. Audrey Baria and Ron Aaron.